Hello everyone, and welcome back to this podcast series, where this time we're looking at how we can summarise the results of trials and try to highlight some of the pitfalls we can fall into when we look at the data. So this time, we're going to look at Citrovimab from GlaxoSmithKline and see if we can use the data we have to improve our understanding of these things so that we can explain things clearly to patients, including highlighting the bits where the evidence isn't clear yet so that better decisions can be made. So first off, what is Citrovimab? Well, from the name, we can tell that it's a monoclonal antibody because it ends in MAB. And because it's citrovimab, we know that it has a viral target instead of an immune target because then it would have been citrolimab or a tumour because then it would have been citrotumab. It's a bit of a digression, but the names of monoclonal antibodies are very information dense, which means that you can tell a lot about the drug from the name. It also has the effect of making them difficult to pronounce, so only the initiated or overconfident can have a go. So it's a win-win. The last bit is MAB, so you know it's a monoclonal antibody. The bit before used to be what its source is, so from mouse, human, humanised, chimeric, etc. This last bit has now changed, as for citrovimab, which doesn't have this bit in, as the manufacturers complained that it didn't serve a purpose other than to put patients and clinicians off their product. I don't want a mouse-based product, I want human. And then the bit before that is the thing the MAB targets. So after all this, the only bit the company have control of is the first bit, where they put all their efforts in to make it distinctive and so cram in as many consonant clusters as possible. So for example, this then means that adalimumab is an immune system targeted, lim, human, u, monoclonal antibody, mab, whereas abciximab is a cardiovascular, c, chimeric, c, monoclonal antibody, mab. So citrovimab is a viral targeted, v, monoclonal antibody, mab. So it's going to be another COVID treatment again, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. So how does citrovimab work? Well, it works the way lots of antiviral monoclonal antibodies work. Monoclonal antibodies are all capital Y-shaped chunky proteins. The tips of the arms of the Y are specific for and grab hold of different bits of specific other proteins that they come across. So in citrovimab's case, bits of the protein spikes of the COVID virus. This leads to a few things. Because it's stuck to the spike protein, it gets in the way and stops the virus latching onto cells and being able to get started with its evil plans. It can also flag to the body that whatever is presenting these proteins is different and needs sorting out. The immune cells circulating around latch onto the monoclonal antibody stem of the Y and then do bad things to whatever it's stuck to. So the theory is then that if you give it early enough, citrovimab will ruin the chances for the small amount of virus that's in the body. However, if you leave it too late, there's so much virus in the body that citrovimab can't keep up. You need to give it early for it to have a chance of working. This is in comparison to tocilizumab, the monoclonal antibody that we've been using for ages now, but for severe hospitalised cases of COVID. This is because tocilizumab, because it's tocilizumab, targets the immune system, li. It does nothing to the virus, because if it did, it would be tocilizumab, but rather, it stops the immune system overreaction that causes the problems by binding to IL-6 receptors, which stops them being activated, which then stops them interacting with GP-130, which then stops the upregulation of the immune response by so many mechanisms, it's just not possible to cover them in a seven-minute podcast. The other thing that's interesting to know about citrovimab is that the area it targets on the virus protein spike is a highly conserved region. This means that it doesn't seem to change much over time. It was actually originally spotted as a target on the SARS-CoV-1 virus, the original SARS, 
so it's hoped that it will be relatively protected from mutations in the virus, so will continue to work against emerging virus strains. This is compared to casirivimab and indevimab, which target a less conserved region, so may, may be less effective against newer strains. And this is reflected in their current commissioned positions in the NHS. Citrovimab is reserved for those patients with the Omicron variant, whereas casirivimab and imdevimab are for those with plain old boring delta or earlier. So that's a whistle-stop tour of monoclonal antibody naming and how they work. But how well does citrovimab work? Well, the paper we have is from the New England Journal of Medicine, the interim analysis of the Comet ICE trial. Already, we need to be cautious, as although it's in a reputable journal, it is still an interim analysis. However, let's do the quick PICO check to see whether we're interested in the paper. So population, P, is high-risk patients within five days of onset of symptoms. So these look like our patients, but if you look at the supplementary appendix rather than the inclusion and exclusion criteria in the main paper, we can see that vaccination was yet again an exclusion criteria, which is a bit sneaky. Are these really like our patients? The intervention, I... Citrovimab, so yes, that's something we'd do. The control, C, is do nothing, which seems like a fair comparison. And the outcome, O, is admission to hospital, which is something we'd care about and something patients would care about too. So yes, we've probably decided that we do care about this trial and we should read it. But with the caveat, as with all COVID treatments we've seen so far, that the data is from unvaccinated patients rather than the standard UK patient who's had loads of vaccines. So what does the paper say it does? So it shows that without treatment, 7% of their population ended up in hospital, whereas with treatment, only 1% did. 1 is about 15% of 7, so the risk has been reduced by a whopping 85%, very similar to nermotrelvir that we looked at last time. But just like nermotrelvir, this is a relative risk reduction, which are notoriously easy to misunderstand. A relative risk reduction of 85% does not mean that 85% of people who take it benefit. It means that 85% of the risk has been removed, but that risk might have been small already. For patient understanding, the absolute risk reduction is a more meaningful measure. 7% of people ended up in hospital without treatment, and 1% with treatment. 7 minus 1 is 6. We think that 6 out of 100 people with the same background risk as those in the trial would benefit. The absolute risk reduction is 6%. Or the reciprocal of this is the number needed to treat. 100 divided by 6 is about 16-ish. You'd need to treat 16 patients with the same background risk as those in the trial for one to benefit. And also remember that this comes with a healthy 95% confidence interval. The 95% confidence interval around the number needed to treat is from 15 to around about 33. We currently think it's about 16 for this population, but we should be prepared to change our mind as new data comes out. So how can we pull this all together? So pretend you're walking to your car after work with one of your colleagues who wants to know how good Citrovimab is. What do you say in the 30 seconds you have before they run away? Giving a structure to your answer with PICO, with an extra C for confidence, you could say, so for unvaccinated patients at high risk of COVID complications, population, Citrovimab given early, intervention, compared to doing nothing, control, helped an additional six people out of 100 avoid hospital. Or put another way, you'd need to give 16 people citrovimab for one person to avoid a hospital admission. Outcome. However, confidence. This data is in unvaccinated patients, not our patients who are vaccinated to the hilt. And there's a biggish confidence interval around the results. Six out of 100 benefiting is our best guess at the minute, but that might change in the future. And then you can also add for bonus nerd points. Oh, and did you know that the V in the middle of citrovimab means that it targets viruses? Mab names are cool. And that's everything. I hope you found this interesting, or useful, or even potentially both. Thank you, and see you next time.